It's Melbourne Stars membership day today here on SEN. Exclusive membership offer, two-game membership for just $32 today only. So make sure, Stars fans, you get involved. The biggest star of all, of course, is Glenn Maxwell, who joins us this morning. G'day, Glenn. G'day, Jules. How are you going? I'm very well. Uh, How are you, by the way? Have Have your feet touched the ground? I mean, it's been a big three or four weeks for you. You're back in Australia. Now you're preparing for the Big Bash. Have you had any time to sit back and... And reflect? Uh, it's just been nice to get home, to be honest, just to get back into family life and, um, I suppose, get ready for the big summer ahead and um, extremely excited by what the next few months look like. I think we've got a, a pretty nice schedule to, to start off the BBL, having a, having three games pretty spaced out um, at the start of the tournament and sort of almost ease our way into it. So um, it's going to be... I mean, nice, nice in December, and then it gets pretty hectic in January. When you've have had any chance to reflect on the World Cup, what what are you most proud of? Oh, I just think the the resilience of our whole whole squad to sort of, um, I suppose, withstand everything that sort of happened leading up to the to the tournament. We obviously um, let slip the series in South Africa. Um, obviously, got beaten by India in the the series leading in, and had the practice games, it, it felt like the, the longest sort of lead into a World Cup and um, you could see that it sort of taken its toll on the group early on in the, in, the, um, in the World Cup. But to come back after those first two games and the start that we had against Sri Lanka and um, just get on a run and, and almost get to a stage where the boys start to go, all right, now, we're, now we go and um, sort of put the, the foot to the floor for the rest of the time was, was pretty incredible to watch and... Um, everyone had their moments throughout the World Cup and it, it just was a, as we said at the start, it was going to take the full squad and it, it certainly um, reflected in that at the end of it. You got your plaudits and so you should for your performances in the World Cup. Just wondering, in the final though, you did get Rohit Sharma out, but everyone just caught, talks about Travis Head's catch. Has your role in that wicket been understated? <laughs> it certainly has. But yeah, someone had to bowl the ball. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was quite funny because Normally when I come on to bowl, it's sort of more of a guide um, for the rest of our bowlers to sort of see how the wicket's reacting. I'll bowl a few different change-ups, um, try to try to spin a couple and, and see how it's reacting off the pitch. And I bowled three balls and I sort of gave this blank stare to Paddy, just sort of looking at him going, it is not spinning at all. It's <laughs> not gripping, it's not holding, it's, it's just sliding straight on and... Uh, when I got the second over, I was like, "This, this could be carnage." Like he, if he takes me on here, I'm, I'm, I reckon I'm in a bit of trouble. And he hit the the one he hit for six. I saw him coming. I dragged it shorter, and I thought this should sort of bounce up into his hip. And he hit through the line, and it went about 30 rows back. And I went, "I am in a world of trouble here." And um, thankfully, um, he tried to do it again, and um, and Hedy hung on, hung on to an absolute beauty, and um, that. It's little moments like that where you just... It, it, everything sort of felt like it was meant to be um, leading up to that. Yeah, understated. Definitely your role in that. We could just on the final, I mean, the tactics and the planning was magnificent. The the, the constant rotation of, of the bowling. Were you involved in those discussions at all? We know you're a great thinker of cricket and you're a leader in that team. Were you involved in those discussions with Paddy and, and Andrew McDonald? No, I wasn't. But, geez, it was good to watch. And, and, and the... I think the the thing that we saw throughout the tournament was how much we probably grew and 
improved in the way we use the tactics and the um, and the way we transitioned throughout the game and adapted to the conditions that were in front of us. Not, it's pretty rare in India that you get two wickets that are the same and two wickets that play the same way. And the the way that we adapted to a tactic that we hadn't really used since maybe the South Africa game early on in the tournament when we bowled slow into the wicket at the death. Um, but to do it that early in the innings against two of their best players against short balls um, was, was pretty incredible to watch. And I think in one-day cricket, to, to bowl to two of those guys without a mid-off um, was pretty incredible to watch. And it, it just it, it felt like it just changed the momentum of the whole game. And, and hats off to Paddy for, for coming up with that. And the, the quick adapting between plans um, was, a, was a big key reason where we put the brakes on them from about the 10th over all the way to about the 40th. Talking to Glenn Maxwell, it's Melbourne Stars Membership Day today here at SEN. Exclusive membership offer, two-game membership for just $32 for today only. Just on the Stars, Glenn, it's often talked about the Melbourne Stars have yet to break through and win a title. For someone that's been at the club for so long, and, and people often question how much it means to the players, you know, BBL and being successful in a season, how much does it irk you that you haven't been able to take home a title yet? Yeah, it is quite frustrating. And I, I, you look back at those two opportunities we had, back-to-back finals um, a couple of years ago, and we, we certainly had our, had our opportunities. It felt like we had um, all bases covered. We had um, overseas players that were consistently performing for us. Our, um, our engine room was, was doing a good job for us, and our, our key players were staying up at the, at the main time. And probably since then, we've We've been affected by COVID. We've had um, a lot of squad changes, uh, a lot of injuries, and it just felt like we'd never really were able to get our um, first choice eleven on the on the park. And um, hopefully this year we can sort of stay injury free and um, and get those players and those key players in those um, key positions performing early on in the tournament and get a run of form. And we've seen uh, once players get on a run of form, we've seen. Uh, probably Josh Philippi and Ben McDermott, two of those players, when they get on um, a streak, it's, it's hard to stop them. And um, hopefully a few of our players can get hot early, in the ter- early on in the tournament. What do you like about this current star squad? Oh, I, I love the way that um, a few of the guys have sort of gone about it, even their preparations, just watching over the last few days. Um, two guys in particular, Tom Rogers and Sam Harper, I think are going to be really exciting for us this year. Uh, probably going to start off at the top of the order for us. Sam Harper's coming in off great form yeah. um, in, the, in the shield, coming off 150, off 100 balls, used it as his BBL prep. Um, he, he's striking them as clean as anyone I've seen. and um, it, was, it was a big loss, obviously, losing Zance, but to, to get a local wicketkeeper in such great form um, at the top of the order for us probably solved a bit of a headache and opened up in a, an overseas slot for us. So um, we think he's a, a really key position player for us and Really excited for what he can bring for us this year. Got a new coach, uh, Peter Moore's well-known in cricket circles, former England coach. He's worked uh, with uh, Karachi, he's worked with Lancashire and a host of other clubs as well. How much have you had to do with Peter? Yeah, I've been in constant comms with him probably over the last six, seven months, um, ever since the the process of trying to get a new coach and um, caught up with him while I was over in England. Um pre-World Cup and uh, just love love the way he's 
obviously speaking about the stars, he's watched from afar. He, he's got obviously his own ideas that he wants to bring into the group and um, love the way he's already settled in. And, and the boys are, are really excited to play under him. And um, yeah, hopefully we can get some success for him as well. So it all starts on Thursday night, 7.15 at the Gabba versus the Heat. You, you're definitely playing? Yeah, I'm definitely playing. It's um, I've had a nice little break. It's good to be back home in Australia and um, get a nice, decent coffee as well. It's it's been a, it's been nice to sort of get back into into normal life and um, it, it just really looking forward to this BBR. I think there's there's some huge opportunities with a T20 World Cup just around the corner and um, there'll be lots of guys in this competition looking to put their name up in lights and um, and push for that squad as well. You've been around the BBL for a long time now. Um, it's gone through, you know, different phases: the shorter season, then a longer season, different start times. Now we've got a draft system. Where do you think it's at right now? And do you like the fact that it's a little bit shorter this season? Yeah, I think if we look back over the history of the BBL, when we started with that eight-game tournament, there was so much excitement around it, and there was a feeling that we we could have had a, a little bit more of it. There's you leave the fans always wanting more, I think. And we went to 10 games for a season. And I think the first year that we went to 14 games was the year we were severely affected by COVID. And I think that really affected the competition. And it just felt like it probably went on a little bit too long. And um, trying to sort of go go by the best T20 comps around the world, you look at the IPLs, they, they play 14 games. But it's a bit different over in India where over there you can't get enough of cricket. They, they just, they will come out every time where we've got obviously a specific window during the school holidays where um, it really is prime time for the kids to come out and watch their watch their favourite players so I think now that we've got it right probably around that 10 game mark and hopefully there's just a real excitement around Australia about the, the talent that we have in Australia um, to uh, put on some entertaining games of cricket and, um, and really have cricket in the forefront of everyone's mind for the whole summer you mentioned the IPL there, Glenn. What are you thinking in terms of the IPL for yourself next year? Well, I'm definitely playing. I think that's probably going to be the last comp I ever play. Um, it's It's been extremely kind to me over the last 10 years. Um, I've been extremely fortunate to, to be a part of um, a lot of great teams and play with a lot of great players. It's it's probably been the the best thing for my development as a player, I think the opportunity to play with so many different overseas players around the world, work with different coaches in arguably the toughest conditions in the world. The the training sessions themselves, I, I think you learn so much about your game. You can you can test yourself um, and work out different techniques for different conditions. And I, I think that's the beauty of it where um, I don't think there's any other T20 competitions around the world that, that probably offer that level of... Um, competition for spots and um, and pressure on, on your own game as well. So I, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity that that, that competition's allowed uh, probably all young players to sort of go over there and test themselves out. We know it probably irks you a bit. You've never played a test match on home soil. You spoke the other day about you, you still don't rule out a return to test cricket. Is that, a, is that a hope? Is there a quiet confidence that will happen? How does it, the Red Bull aspiration sit with you? Yeah, obviously, I would have loved to have played a test at home, and um, I, I'm quite, um, 
I'm quite understanding in the circumstances of their current side. They're, they're playing some really good cricket. The World Test Champions, um, there's not a lot of spots up for grabs um, as far as tests at home, but I know that when it does come to a subcontinent tour that I can be a real viable option to hopefully um, fill a role on that side. And um, I don't think there's another subcontinent tour until early 2025. So... Um, I'll, I'll keep trying to plug away and hopefully um, get a, get an opportunity at that stage. But, um, yeah, it would have been nice to play one at home. It's where I played all my first-class cricket and um, felt like I toiled away for a few years there. And um, But, yeah, it's it's something that I wish I, I would have been able to do. But um, circumstances and timing, I, I probably was um, probably more preferred in the white ball area. You mentioned the current test team there. It's been a, a big 24, 36 hours. Mitch Johnson's column about David Warner and George Bailey's got a, a lot of reaction. How does it sit with you that, that someone that knows all the individuals involved really well? Yeah, obviously there's there's a lot of chat around it, but um, I think coming into this first test, we've just got to make sure that as Australians, we're supporting our team and we're celebrating how successful um, this team has been over the last however long this two-year period of the World Test Championship cycle. I think after missing the final uh, in the previous previous cycle to to then take down India in um, the biggest game in, in the Test um, arena is, is an extremely special achievement. And um, it'd be nice to, to celebrate them this summer. And, um, and the same thing with the one-day group. We play against the West Indies at the back end of the summer. And um, I'm hoping Australia just gets around... Um, all, both, both Australian teams who have had extremely successful periods. Were some of his comments unfair? Do you think? Oh, look, I'm not. I'm not going to throw my name into some headlines about this. But um, look, it, it was Davey's been an absolute champion of Australian cricket for a long period of time, and um, the selectors were pretty clear on, on what they thought of it. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Davey in that first test and. Um, and making a lot of runs this summer. All right, before we let you go, give us a headline for the footy next year. Most people are predicting the Saints will slide. Where are they going to finish? Yeah, I think that's absolute garbage. <laughs> um, the, the Saints are going to be at the top again this year. I, I was really happy with what they did in the draft. I, um, I feel like under Jack Steele, they've got a great great leadership program. Um, the boys seem to be really loving Ross Lyon, the style that he brings, and um, I'm hoping that they can um, keep pushing up that ladder. They had a great effort this this year, and um, to, to I suppose make the finals, uh, pushed at GWS all the way, and I, I was just so proud of the way they played footy this year, and it was it was so good to watch them play the brand of footy that we know they can play. There's your headline: Maxwell slams footy experts. Perfect. Hey, Glenn. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for your time. We can't wait for the BBL to get underway. Heat versus Stars on Thursday night at the Gabba. Uh, look forward to catching up soon. Cheers, Jules. Glenn Maxwell, Melbourne Stars Membership Day. Melbourne Stars exclusive membership offer. Two-game membership for just 32 bucks today only.